This week on Fight Recap, Ortega versus Korean Zombie for UFC Fight Night. Stay tuned. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Andy Smith. And I'm Tim Fulton. And this is Fight Recap. Fight Recap. Korean Zombie versus Brian Ortega. Damn. Did Ortega come back with a vengeance or what? Yeah. Holy crap. I like how they just call him zombie. Like we said, his name on the bit on the bill on the screen is a zombie. It just says zombie. It just says zombie. I lo- I love that though. Yeah. Um this has been a fight that had a lot of bad blood. You know, Brian Ortega had the incident with Korean Zombie a couple years ago where I think it was Korean Zombie's translator was in the crowd. He went to the bathroom, Brian Ortega smacked him in the face, little scuffle, people got kicked out. Whole big thing. I so want to know what that's all about. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure I knew at one point, but I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway. But anyway. So, uh, Brian Ortega's been off for two years since he fought Max Holloway. Kind of fell off the face of the earth a little bit. Um, came back. One of the more impressive uh, long breaks and a first comeback fight that I've ever seen. Yeah, and I know that's usually a lot of people's fear. Like, when they come back... After a long break, no matter what the break is for, how yeah. are they going to look? How are they going to look again? Exactly. Are they going to have the jitters all over again? Like, how is that going to play out? But apparently, for him, it played out exceptionally well. Yeah, like ridiculously well. Yeah, he had. Uh, I think he had a couple surgeries. Yeah, and there was a couple of, of delays due to COVID oh. and whatnot. But um, he looked like a different different fighter. Like he wasn't relying only on trying to get the fight to the ground, he mostly just stood up. And what was really impressive was how patient he was. And he did a good job, which is one of the best I've ever seen, of somebody that was giving so many looks that he couldn't, like, Korean Zombie is the Korean Zombie for a reason, right? He gets into these crazy brawls and takes a lot of damage. But Brian Ortega never let him get comfortable enough to do that he kept threatening with different different strikes kept touching the leg for the takedown which you, even though you know it's not coming you you can't go to the ground with ortega you don't want to be there at all yeah. so uh he kind of just kept him in this nullified state where he just couldn't get anything going yeah and there was no answer to anything no the zombie had which we've been doing this for a hot minute and ortega's been out of the game long enough where i've never seen him fight yeah, you might have saw him fight once when I maybe when we were hanging out one time, but that's you wouldn't have seen him any other time than that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that was a super long time ago. But yeah. I have seen the zombie fight a bunch. Yeah, and I've never seen him been stamped out so hard like that before. Yeah, like he literally just had no answer to any of Ortega's riddles. I don't know how to phrase that. Yeah, and but yeah, I think getting dropped in the second round. Because he was starting to turn the fight around. He was. He was, that was winning his, that second that round. That was his round. Yeah. And that spinning back elbow that dropped him um, really just threw him off. I think he was – I don't know. He obviously was very hurt. He got dropped. Yeah. But he never could get going after that, and he was very hesitant. He he, he couldn't pull the trigger. And um, and it almost was like a tease because Ortega kept threatening the elbow. He did it several times yeah. where he would either feint it or he would – give like a slower version of it yeah and like even though that i don't know how to phrase this but like it's not like a key go-to move constantly to throw the elbow like that but 
because it happened, it was like that threat was there. Well, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I was saying. He, yeah. he kept fainting. It, it wasn't even threatening to where he was throwing all these techniques. He was just letting Korean Zombie know, like, I might do this. I might take you down. I'm going to touch your leg just to just to let you know. And throwing the, uh, fainting the spinning back hill, like overselling it, yeah. letting him know that, hey, this is here too. This is yeah. here too if you come in. And he, since he already threw it and connected and dropped him, it makes Korean Zombie more hesitant to come in. And then when they clashed heads and he got cut, I don't know if Korean Zombie may have been a tactical move. I don't know. He might have like broken his orbital or broken his his uh, whatever bone this is up on top. But uh, he kept wiping the blood, but the blood wasn't really going in his eye. I think he might have wanted a second. Because headbutts, a lot of times, they, they make guys, like, see stars a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean. because it's bone on bone, for whatever reason, guys get really jostled from them. And usually one guy takes it worse than the other. Yeah. So, I think that might have been, smartly on his part, a tactic to get a little bit of a break in the fight and a, just a second. Because in that game, when things like that happen, seconds are so oh. precious. So, it did get a break in the fight. And after, he said, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. But, um, you know, neither guy got put away, but very impressed with, with Ortega. Yeah, yeah. Extremely impressed with him. Um, he's going to fight Volkanovski now for the title. So he just had a title fight his last fight with Max Holloway, which he lost. And now he's going into the guy that beat Max Holloway. I love MMA math. Yeah. So <laughs> that's going <laughs> to be very interesting because Volkanovski is, you know, a little powerhouse, right? But he's really good, like, you know, wrestling. So at least he threatens with it so that, you know, his stand-up can kind of shine better. But you, you you don't really have that card to play with Ortega because he doesn't really give a shit about going to the ground. Yeah. And, I mean, with the exclusion of this fight in particular, there's really going to be no tapes to go back to to watch Ortega's game anymore. Because we've He's just changed it. Yeah, exactly. We just saw that he completely changed what his rules are. Yeah. So anyone is going to have a problem going back. I mean, yeah, you can look at how he uh, he's a black belt, right? Yes. Black belt. Yes. So you can see like his ground game and stuff like that. But you don't know everything that's in his arsenal anymore. Yeah. His. Which, it, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, sorry. Uh his ground game, as far as his opponent is concerned, is don't fucking leave don't your neck the out there whatsoever at all. Because yeah, if he yeah. gets a hold of your neck, yeah. you're you're fucksville. So, <laughs> but the one good thing about any opponent that faces him being Volkanovski now is that this fight did go 25 rounds. So he did get to see, he is going to get to see how Ortega is implementing all these new feints and how he uses these stances and and these um, these feints to, to set up his his striking. If he if he finished uh, Zombie in the second round with that spinning elbow, it would have been way more of a mystery yeah. of the improvement yeah. of Brian Ortega to Volkanovski. I think the fact that it went 25 minutes showed how much Ortega improved, but also is is golden for Volkanovski as far as what he can prepare for now. Because not to say that he's going to fight him the same, but we saw all these new techniques that Ortega has been showing, which or which Volkanovski is now going to be able to prepare for, or at least they're not going to be totally foreign to him. And he can maybe come up with him in his camp and come up with a way to to mitigate 
the effectiveness of those. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So it was a good fight. It was a really good fight. Really good fight. We we've been super spoiled this year. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Like like a lot of these fights have been absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And it was cool to see them embrace at the end of the fight because they almost didn't touch gloves. Uh, but it was cool to see them squash it. Hopefully it's squashed. They both seem like pretty pretty nice guys. Yeah. Zombie, I don't hear anyone ever bad ever say anything about him. You know what's funny about I I almost forgot to mention this. Zombie does deserve his name. Solely for the reason he never shows emotion during a match no. whatsoever. No. He was like bleeding profusely from his eye and it was still the straight Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I punch. Okay. Like Exactly. <laughs> But and there's something just unsettling. That, and he takes damn. a god-awful amount of damage and still yeah, knocks it. dudes out in the middle of it. That doesn't hurt. All right, next up. we. Ooh. Oh, I had us on our name the entire Aww. time. That's the Brian Ortega Chan Sung Jung. No. I screwed up. But next up, we have Caitlin. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You, damn, that's wait, a lot of vowels. I was waiting for you to start saying names before you realized what names you were trying to say. Uh, Caitlin Chagugian. Chikagian. Chikagian. I was close. And yeah, just you were. Andrade. 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 There's no G there. So, yeah. So, Andrade has moved back up a weight class. I believe she f- fought at this weight class. Or no, maybe she didn't ever fight at this weight class. But she's fight uh, Caitlin Chikagian, who I believe was the number one ranked person in this division. She was. And I remember seeing that and being confused because she was the underdog. She was a 130 underdog. Yes, because Andrade is the former champ. Okay, that makes sense. So, excuse me. Andrade comes up, shows what she normally does, which is pick Chikagian up and slam her like a fucking little beast. Like it's nothing. But, you know, Chikagian was doing not so bad. Uh, Andrade threw a heavy leg kick, dropped her with it. I don't know if it was just a hard leg kick and it hurt her or she just was off balance. But then something happened where... uh, I, I don't you don't see this very often, but Chikagin got hit with a shot to the gut. Mm-hmm. And she got hit and she literally said out loud, like, ow. Yeah, she did. And she turned away oh. and stood up, like almost like the round was over, or it was like a sparring session where she was almost like, Hey, time out. Yeah. And she stopped and turned away and it almost like confused Andrage too. <laughs> because she kind of just stood there for a second and then when she she turned around like oh fuck like we're it's not the we're end still of the round. fighting <laughs> yeah and then she charged her uh and then she hit her again uh in the same spot and dropped her again and i thought it she did pop right back up once the ref stopped it yeah. but you know andrage probably would have just kept either attacking the body or, or, or pounded out with strikes i thought it was a good stoppage um I mean, fighters at this level, when you see someone cringe like that to the point where they actually turn away from their opponent, yes. like the match is stopping, that makes me wonder if it's like a cracked rib or like something along those lines. I thought so too, but then I saw where the shot was placed and it, it was, was like right low. in the center almost. So I I think it just, she might have not been tensing up right in the solar plexus and just, it just took the wind out of her. You yeah. ever been hit there before? It, it almost feels like a... Like you got not electrocuted, but it's the weirdest feeling in the world, and you, there's nothing you can do about it. If you get hit the wrong way, yeah, like you just you have to just go through that initial pain. Uh, but there's no there's no speed button on it. You can't fast forward it. So uh, and then she took another shot to the same spot like five seconds later. So that didn't <laughs> that didn't help. That so did not help. yeah, Jessica Andrade uh, 
is definitely put a statement or a, a stamp in this division. With yeah, that fight. she's she's gonna make a name for herself in this one. Yeah. Next up, we have Jim Crute for <sighs> this one. I don't know. Modestus Bukansakis. All right, we apologize, Buka... everybody. We are not the best with Busakis. names in the world, though we have I'm everyone's not, heart. I'm usually not bad at it, but this this one I didn't know. All right, so what a fucking powerhouse. Dude, this one I was super impressed because we've seen this kid fight once before, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is only his second fight in the UFC. The thing that impressed me the most about this kid besides the fact of his skills yeah. was how calm he was in there. And not only how calm he was during the fight, but right after. Like, no real celebration. Immediately sat down next to his opponent against the fence. Like, cool, calm, and collected. That is one of those things where guys can try to train that for, for a long time and never quite get it. Yeah. And at least in this fight, he had it in spades. Like, he's super calm. And I think that that has a, a ton to do with how effective you are when you're throwing your strikes and you're implementing everything because you're not tense, you're not loading up, and he was landing pretty much everything he was throwing. He was. Hard. He was. Hard. And hits fucking hard, too. That was one of the more brutal knockouts, of, probably the most brutal knockout of the night. Or yeah, I would fit, or last couple cards maybe even, except <laughs> for that one. Well, I shut the fuck up. That last, yeah, last card. That last card had about? that fucking mortal combat kick mortal yeah um yeah but he folded him like a wet towel uh and then immediately swarmed him hit him with another shot to his credit he did pop right back up but i think if the rep didn't get in there he would have taken a couple years off of his career uh with what would have followed so <laughs> but this kid just based on that performance and it's mostly his demeanor during the performance like high i think this kid is gonna go if he stays on this trajectory he's gonna go places. i want to see him fight somebody with a bigger name who we've seen more who's proven that they can beat top guys so we can see the scale a little bit and yes. like measure him up against the rest of the competition so yes. to speak because i don't know a lot of the like a lot of the guys that are newer and stuff like that it's it's hard to gauge because you, you don't really know them as well if they're fighting outside the ufc they come in you don't you know, yeah, they fight yeah. other guys that you don't know as well. But once you see them fight a veteran who you, you know what they can do and you know who they have yeah, beaten yeah. and fought, it's easier to gauge like, okay, like this, this is a real, that happened with, um, uh, Stipe Miocic when he was coming up, he had one of the, by the way, super, under, I just, every time I, I say his name and bring him up, I have to say he had one of the hardest title climbs ever like the people that he had to fight to get to the title was like ridiculous like you look at the people that he had to fight to get to the title and win the title one of the hardest roads to a championship of all time but that was the one where we've when he first came on the scene uh when me and shane were watching him fight we saw what he did and how he did it to guys that we knew yeah. Because the heavyweight division is an older division. So we had known a lot of the guys in that division. And when we saw him hanging in there and even, you know, outclassing a lot of the guys that are older and veterans and really good at being crafty and staying and like that's when you know, like, okay, this is the real deal. Like this isn't just like a flash in the pan. Like this is this is legit. Yeah, so legit. I think he, he needs to fight somebody that's a little uh, that's a step up next for sure. Yeah. Uh 
I'm not going to say anything that you haven't already said, but I wholeheartedly agree. This kid is young. He's obviously a fucking powerhouse, like we said before. Yeah. He's calm, collective, and his skill is out of this world. Yeah. And he has a fucking avatar tattoo. So you were sold, right? The, right. I that. was sold. I was sold the last time I saw that. I was super. I might have even mentioned on the last podcast that he was on. But yeah, I'm 100. percent I'm looking forward to his next match too. I want to see this kid go places. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. And I wasn't going to talk about this one, the James Krause versus Silva fight, but you caught this one. I wasn't really paying. Too yeah. Much so yet. with this one, uh, Krause is one of those guys who you know. He's been around for a while. Yeah. One of the things that impresses me with Kraus is that he's not super, like, he doesn't have, wasn't born and gifted with knockout power or any, like, ridiculous athleticism or whatever like that. He's he's very technical. He controls the pace. And he's very good at almost, like, lulling you into his, like, rhythm. And one of the things that goes, like, very... uh unappreciated a lot of times in the sport is the injuries that guys sustain and still compete with right so you know if guys are you know i'm not not downplaying anything with any other sport yeah whatsoever but like i'll use wrestling as, a, as an example like if you get injured in wrestling and you can't continue that's it you're done your 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 year is over or your your four-year olympic career is over you know if you're playing in, in, in baseball and you you sprain your ankle during a game that they're not going to make you continue because it's not in your best interest to continue right you why would you why would you continue playing with a sprained or broken ankle or broken foot right you're just going to come out in in this sport like these guys get injured during the fight before the fight which again what pro athlete is ever at 100 percent none like football guys play with broken shit all the time i'm sure but he sustained a knee injury in the second round, which I believe he's been dealing with. Yeah. And the fact that he kept a poker face on, number one. But number two, like, just a testament to athletes in general. Like, when they get injured during competition, like, the lengths that they'll go to stay in it. Like, you know, I always think that it's insane in other sports because they do have the option to come out and have somebody else put them back in. That guys stay in, like dislocate their shoulder during a game, and they like snap it back in and go back in. Congratulations, hoorah! But like, I would not recommend that if I was like your manager or whatever. Like, get the fuck out of there. But in this, it's like you can't, like you can do it, but like it always puts a like a, a demerit on your name. I mean, I think one of the biggest differences is that like if you're looking at a lot of other sports, we'll go back to football for example. If you hurt your shoulder. They're going to pull you out of the game because it's not in your best interest to keep playing. Which I think it's, is 100% the right move. Yeah, and I, 100%. I agree with you too. But in this instance, James Krause is James Krause's team. If James Krause gets pulled, the team loses. Exactly. The team, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will say footballers, we're making it sound a little easy. Footballers do, in particular, do... That's what I'm saying. I don't want this to come off like a lot. I don't want this to come off like like one is better than I'm talking about yeah. athletes in general. Yeah. I don't think athletes of any sport get enough credit for performing when they're injured or even the recovery time. Like yeah. a lot of times in football, come back way too soon. Way too soon because they just they just want to go. Go 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 go. Granted, go. they're getting the highest of high physical therapy everything state of the art yeah but they are, at the they same are. time i've seen guys that are that will get shoulder surgery like 
labral repair shoulder surgery and fight in six months. Yeah. Fight in six months. I've had two labral repair surgeries. I couldn't really scratch my ass after nine months. And he fought in, in six months. I think it was uh, Rich Franklin, I believe, fought six months after a shoulder surgery. That's terrifying. So think about that. He fought six months after a shoulder surgery. Yeah. You still have to train. You still have to get back in shape. There's a lot you have to, to rehab. So what? You're going to train for three months, which means you started training again three months after a so- shoulder surgery? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. These people aren't insane, dude. Yeah. So we talk I, about UFC all the time, but all these guys are fucking nuts. Yeah. In the, a lot of them in a great way, but y'all fucking crazy. Yes. <laughs> I just thought, you know, it was a, you know, tip of the cap to, to James Krause for sticking in there in a fight that he, I thought he was winning. They, they kept saying it was a little closer than I thought it was. Uh, I think I think the judges agree with you though. I think it was they did. But I I think that the commentators were were saying that it's a it's very close fight. I didn't think it was as close as that. Um, I thought that Silva was being very sloppy throwing loop and stuff. But Kraus stayed in there, you know, did what he had to do, and that knee really was giving him problems. He yeah, got yeah. he got his leg taken out a couple times. But yeah, kudos to Kraus for sticking it out there, getting All a right. W. Kudos, Kraus. Good job. Yeah, we appreciate you. And do you know who else we appreciate? The good people. At the Brodown Productions. I was going to say. Our fans. Jim Crute. I forgot the, the this fight that you didn't watch too. Jim Crute. Uh, Jonathan Martinez. That kid is on the same. Everything I said about him is it applies to Jonathan Martinez. Okay. That kid is going to be one of the top dogs very, very soon. Okay. Everything I said about Crute, apply that to Martinez as well. Okay. So, Sorry. Your show now. Now I don't know what to do. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this has been the fight recap. Let us know in the comments down below what you thought about this UFC card. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit that little bell notification. Also, this is the fight recap, but we do have other shows. On Tuesdays, we do Dear Bros, where we answer advice column questions in a broy fashion. And on Thursdays, we have What Do You Got? which is a little segment where we come to the table with a random topic that we talk about. It's all a good time. We would appreciate it if you go check those out. We have a bunch of backlogged in the video sections. You can check them out by going to brodownpro.com and seeing our podcast page. Also, if you have any advice that you need to write in about or you have a topic that you want us to talk about on what do you got, go to brodownpro.com and there's a section there where you can leave your advice that you would like to get or the topic that you want us to talk about. You don't have to leave an email. You just write the topic in. You don't even have to leave your name. Write in. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm done. (laughs) I love when you chime in. (laughs) We'll catch you guys next time. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day.